0: message will be a blessing to you by the special grace of god hallelujah so as we look at this topic the process and the reason for his goodness i want you to know that god is a good god praise the lord let us get that settled in our mind that no matter what we're going through no matter what others are saying no matter the way we feel our present condition doesn't change god from being good praise the lord god is good irrespective of who you are and what you are and what you may be going through. That doesn't change god from being good god is not good because of who you are god is good because of who he is praise the lord and so as we talk about the process and the reasons for his goodness we're going to be looking at some details as to how you and I will be able to enjoy the goodness of our God. Many times we quote the promises of God, but we're not enjoying it. Many times we proclaim the promises of God, but we're not seeing them fulfilling in our lives. And many times we fail to even enjoy the benefits of God's goodness. And we're going to know why and some of the reasons as to why we are not able to enjoy or receive or even tap into those good things that God already provided for us. The Bible says something in Psalm 34 verse 8. It says, O taste and see that the Lord is good." Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In Psalm 23 verse uh, number six, it says, "Surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow us." All the days of our lives. Praise the Lord. Now looking at these few scriptures, you discover certain things that the goodness of God is settled. The goodness of God is unchanging. The goodness of God are sure and true and the goodness of God are for every one of us as children of God. So we are asked, we are called to come in to taste and to see that the Lord is good. In other words, to prove and to experience his goodness. Hallelujah. We are also um, asked to, to believe and depend on his goodness for our daily living according to Psalm 23 verse 6. It says, surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Because without the goodness of our God, we will not be able to fulfill any purpose of our lives. We will not be able to get through a day without the goodness of our God and let me say this again the nature of God is goodness the nature of God is goodness hallelujah the nature of God is mercy hallelujah the Bible talks about the goodness of God the Bible talks about the mercies of God the Bible talks about the loves the love of God the Bible talks about the kindness of God hallelujah these are the characters of God these are the the nature of God praise the name of the law and so as children of god we must also keep in mind that in as much as god is a good god God is a merciful God, God is a loving God, God is a God of of prosperity, God is a God that will provide abundantly above all that we may ask or think according to the scripture. We must also keep in mind that God is a God of principles, praise the Lord. God is a God of standard, hallelujah. God is a God uh, of standard, praise the Lord. God is very, very legal. God is very, very legal. God makes sure that he is, he is very detailed about his principle. He is meticulous about rules and regulations. Praise the Lord. That is one thing that affected Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah. They failed to pay attention. So the details the legalities of god the instructions of god and eventually when they break the principles of god they break the law of god the bible says sin came in and they were driven out praise the law so as we look at the process and the reasons for his goodness i pray that god will help us so that we'll get to that point of understanding we will not just proclaim his goodness we will not just proclaim his love but we will understand that god is a faithful god is a legal god is a god of principle praise the lord there are also reasons in this life as to why god created us god has a reason as to why he created us god has a reason as to why he created things out there hallelujah god has a reason as to why he designed the moon the way he designs it the sun the stars and all the galaxies he has a reason praise the lord scientists will tell you if the earth mistakenly moves one part more or above the other, there's going to be chaos. There's going to be serious trouble, praise the Lord. And not only that, God knows as to why he created the trees out there. He created the animals out there. He created all these things. Naturally, some of them that are even spiritual things that are existing that you and I might not even know about, praise the Lord. But God created all these things for a reason, praise the Lord. The reason why you and I don't just walk out of the house anyhow, you know, we're well-dressed, we're covered, it's because we want to what? We want to cover our nakedness. We want to preserve ourselves. We want to appear responsible. We want to be decent. So you have a reason why you are dressed. You have a reason why you eat. You have a reason why you talk. You have a reason why you go to work. You have a reason for everything. Praise the name of the Lord. In as much as God have reasons for everything, you and I also have reasons for everything. You have a reason for the decisions that you are making in your life. You have a reason as to as to why you are going to places praise the lord and whatever is happening in our life is as a result of a reason praise the lord there is a reason to as to why things are happening in our life there's a reason as to why a problem came into your life there's a reason as to why god is providing for you there is also a reason as to why you are going through what you're going through praise the lord and many times what we fail today is that we fail to pay attention to the reason praise the lord that will give us an answer as to where we are going where we are and why we're going through what we're going through praise the lord i must repeat this again many times we fail to know and understand the reason as to where we are where we are going and why we're doing what we're doing as of now where we are praise the lord and if you fail to understand the reason then you can't get a solution Praise the Lord. It's like what they, they usually say medically. If you're just dealing with the symptoms, praise the Lord, and you don't find the root cause, the disease or that affliction is still going to continue. Praise the name of the Lord. And so I, I have a very interesting question to ask you this morning. If God will ask you, hallelujah, why should he bless you? What will be your reason? Why would God bless you? If God will ask you a reason for healing, why would God heal you? What would you say to God? If God will ask you a reason for him to provide for you, why would God provide for you? What would you answer God? Praise the Lord. If God will ask you to give him a reason as to why you should live to see another day, what would be your reason? You are believing God for a job. What is the purpose? What is the reason? Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So as we look at the process and the reason of his goodness, I want you to know God is good not because you are good. As I said before, goodness is part of his nature. Praise the name of the Lord. But we must have reasons. Hallelujah. As to why. Take, for instance, you cannot just $5,000 and just give it to somebody anyhow. So why did you just give it to that person? I just feel like. Praise the Lord. It's, it's not common. Hallelujah. You must have a reason. Maybe you realize that the person has a serious need. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or you realize that oh, the person needs help. Praise the name of the lord or there's a problem that you can help them to solve Then you can provide such amount right but you cannot just give things anyhow or do things anyhow without a reason god forbid except otherwise if something is wrong with you mentally or maybe something is wrong with you somehow then you can do things without a reason but a sensible individual will never do anything without a reason and these are the reasons why if you look at your bible carefully i want to draw our attention to isaiah we're still laying the foundation Isaiah said something in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to verse 21. Let's quickly look at that. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. Look at the client call that each and every one of us were called to. God called us to a moment of reasoning. A time and a moment wherein we can have time to discuss. Isaiah chapter 1, 18 and 19. Come now and let us reason together, see the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Do you see that there? So, it says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the lamb. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. How is the faithful city become a harlot? How is it was full of judgment, righteousness, lodged in it, but now murderous. Now, take note of this verse. If you look at these verses carefully, you discover a lot of things, a lot of things. Many times, you just use these verses uh, to encourage believers to repent, to come to the Lord, but these verses are not just for unbelievers. These verses are for us as believers too. Now, look at it carefully. You discover three major things, or maybe more than that, but I just want to point your attention to three major things. The first thing is that there's a call there. There's a call to the process, number one. Number two, there's a reason for the call. Hallelujah. And then number three, there's a reward for the call. Hallelujah. I'll say that again. There's a call to a process. Hallelujah. And not only that, there's a reason for the call. And there's a reward for the call. Let's take a look at it. It says, come now and let us what? Reason together there is a reason hallelujah now what is the reason said the lord the reason is though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow do they be as crimson they shall be as wool that is the reason the reason there is sin praise the lord and the reason why god is calling you to come and reason so that he will help you to move you from the point of being sinful to what? The point of righteousness. To move you from the point where in your sins be as scarlet so that it become white as snow. Though they be as crimson they shall become as wool. But let did stop there and look at the process. The process says if you be willing and what? obedient, That's the process there. We see the reason. Now we look at the, the, the process. If we be willing and obedient you shall eat the good of the land. Praise the Lord. That is 1920. But if you refuse to and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord had spoken it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you see, there is a process there that if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if not, you'll be devoured with the sword. But then there is also a, a reward. The reward there is that if you're willing and obedient, what's going to happen? You will eat. Praise the Lord. But you will not just eat. Praise the Lord. The scripture says you will eat what? The good of the land. So which means that there are goods that are available for each and every one of us, praise the Lord. But most of the time we want to eat the good of the land, praise the Lord, but we don't want to go through the process and we don't want to sit back and reason with the Lord. That is where the problem is and that is what we're going to be dealing with today. And please permit me to borrow this scripture from Isaiah 41 verse 21 out of context. Isaiah 41 21 says that God was speaking to the idolaters and together with their idols that they don't have knowledge about what he had done they are not wise enough they are not powerful enough praise the lord because him as god he had created he has designed this universe and he had done everything for a purpose he has a reason but he was saying to the idolaters and their idol you bring a reason bring a cause bring forth strong reason and bring a cause and let me know why you are doing what you're doing Praise the lord why are you serving idols why are you in idolatry why are you worshiping other gods why are you living such a life do you have a reason praise the lord and god says look at what i have done look at all the majestic things that i've created look at the mysterious creatures upon the universe look at look at all the revelation that exist look at the manifestation of my power he says bring a reason hallelujah come not just with a reason but with strong reason how i will put that you and i will be responsible enough this morning to be able to understand that there is always a reason for everything and that you and I will have a reason to stand before the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, God said to them that they should bring forth reasons. Hallelujah. Imagine God contending with these idolaters. Hallelujah. Now, let me show you something in um, the book of Psalms. You also discover that if God is going to bless you, he's going to bless you because of a reason. Hallelujah. If God is going to heal you, it's gonna heal you because of a reason. If God is gonna provide, it's gonna provide because of a reason. Now that is why I asked you if God will allow you to live another day, what will be the reason? If God should heal you, or you're asking God for an healing, what is the purpose of the healing? Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15. We're still laying the foundation because I want to throw a text to you that will that will baffle your mind and you see what happened there. Um, Psalm 92, are we there? Let's quickly look at verse uh, 12 to verse 15. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 92. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Psalm 92. What a faithful God we serve. Are you ready for this? Praise the Lord. Psalm 92, verse 12 to verse 15. Take note of these verses, okay? Interesting. It says, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Praise the Lord. So you see the process also. There's a process. If you are planted, you're going to flourish. Praise the Lord. Now, it is not there. At the end, he's going to tell you the reason, praise the Lord. He says, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. This is prosperity. This is growth. This is success. This is multiplication. This is increase. This is God's plan. This is God's will. Praise the Lord. This is God's provision. This revealed the goodness of the Lord like what we read. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. In the book of Psalms, oh, surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow thee all the days of your life. But what is the purpose behind all of this? Why is God doing this? Look at it in verse number 12, uh, 15 now. He says, For this says, They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourish. In verse 15, Can we all read together? He says, To show that the Lord is upright. So the reason why God is going to bless you is to show that he is what? Our upright God. is to prove his integrity. Is to reveal his character. It's for you and the entire world to know that God is a good God. God can be trusted. God is reliable. God is faithful. God is loving. God is true. So God is going to bless you to glorify himself. God is going to bless you to glorify himself. Look at it there. It says to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, praise the Lord, and there is, look at this, look at this, there is no what? No unrighteousness in him. So the purpose of God blessing you is to reveal the character of God. The purpose of God helping you is to reveal the nature of God. The purpose of God healing or delivering you is is for you to be able to validate the sovereign integrity of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's not just, oh, he blessed me, he healed me. Why? If if you don't have a purpose, he has a purpose. If you don't have a reason, God has a reason. Praise the Lord. And sometimes, these are the reasons why believers don't receive their miracles. Because they come to God, not for God to be glorified, but they come to God to glorify themselves. Praise the Lord. And if you come to God with that mindset to glorify yourself, you might not get it because that is pride and that is a form of idolatry. I'm saying deep things this morning. Praise the Lord. But if you come to God to glorify God, you will receive whatever you trust him about or you're believing him for. Look at Luke chapter 8 again, verse 39. Luke chapter 8, 39. Praise the name of the Lord. Luke chapter 8, verse number 39. Hallelujah. We're still laying the foundation. We're soon going to get to the text after this. Luke chapter 8. Are we there? Hallelujah. Can we read verse 39 together? This was a man that God delivered. Jesus himself delivered the man. Devils came out of him. Look at 38-39. It says, now the man out of whom the devils were departed, besought him, that is, looked for Jesus, that he might be with Jesus. That is, he might be with him. But look at Jesus' response. But Jesus sent him away saying, what did Jesus say to this man? 39 says what? Return thy own house. Go back home. Yes. To do what? To show how great things God had done unto thee. Do you see that there? Do you see that there? So you are going on to show the great things that God had done to you. You are going on to glorify God. You are going on to exalt God. You are going on to give honor to the goodness of God. You are going on to reveal the manifestation of his power. You are going on to demonstrate his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness. Go and show. Do you see that there? You must go and show how great things God had done unto thee. Praise the Lord. And he went his way and look at this. He went his way and published it throughout the whole city. How great things Jesus had Had done unto him. Are you getting it now? Now, pay attention because we're going to go to our text. And the reason why we're going to go to our text now is because we've laid the foundation. But it's going to be very, very crucial. Praise the Lord. Now, we see that at the end of all of this miracle, signs and wonders and everything is to glorify God. Just like what Revelation says. It says, thou art worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou art created all things and for thy pleasure. That is the pleasure of God. It says they are and we are created. So whatever you are doing, whatever you are receiving, whatever is going to happen to you, whatever provision, prosperity, miracle, healing, all these things should bring glory and should bring honor unto our God. Other than that, trust me, beloved, you may be struggling and breaking your head for something that doesn't exist and things that will not glorify God. Exodus chapter 1 now. Let's go to our text. Praise the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. I can't wait to deal with this account. Very interesting. I hope I'm blessing you this morning. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 1. Let's see what happened here. Thank you, Lord. Are we ready? We're talking about the process and the reason for his goodness. Exodus 1. I'll read from verse 1 to the end. I'll be very fast and so don't mind me. It says, Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man and his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, and Benjamin, Dan, and Nephtali, Gad, and Asher. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were 70 souls and Joseph was in Egypt Already, praise the Lord. Verse number six and Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation, but the other generation still lives there. Now, look at what happened. And the children of Israel take note of this word, please, please pay attention to the details as to what we're going to be dealing with this morning. Very important. If you miss the details, you will not get the message in its entirety. Praise the Lord. It says, And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly look at the description of their 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 prosperity increase abundantly and multiplied and works exceeding what mighty do you see the description so the bible says they were fruitful they increased abundantly they were multiplied and works exceeding mighty what else do you want the bible says they have more than enough like the Scripture scriptures unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think they waxed what exceeding mighty and the land was filled with them they occupied also they overtake they dominated the land of egypt and in this land remember they were taking captives as slaves praise the lord now in this particular land also the bible says joseph already died hallelujah, They had connection with Pharaoh, the generation of Joseph already passed. Now, these were not the Joseph generation. Now, these were the generation after Joseph. Did you get it? So, it means that these were their children, children. Now, take note. In the midst of this, verse 8 says, Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. That is another Pharaoh that came into leadership that doesn't know Pharaoh right now see what happened and he said unto his people behold the people of the children of israel are more and mightier than we so the pharaohs there now looked at the children of Israel. this says, wow these people are more than us in our own land not only that they are mightier than us praise the lord praise the lord verse 10 come on let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply and it come to pass that when they are followed out any war they join also unto our enemies and fight against us and so get them out out of the land verse 11. therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them look at this now they set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens hallelujah and they built for Pharaoh, treasuries, cities, fathom, and Rameses, praise the Lord. Verse twelve. But take note. I love this. But the more, do you see that there? The more they afflicted them. Are you getting it? <laughs> what a wonderful God we are. The more they afflicted them, the more they what? They multiplied and grew. Do you see that there? Okay. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. They got angry now because of the people. We try to subjugate them. We try to abuse them. We try to, to sort of like reduce them. We try to, to destroy them. We try to cause more trouble for them. But the more we try, the more we fail, and the more they multiply, the more they increase. Are you getting it? Good. We're laying some very solid foundation. Verse 13. Hallelujah. It says... And the Egyptian made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manners of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve and all their service they made themselves was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives. You see, they did all of that. They still did not succeed in their mission. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They could not defeat God's people. Then the Bible said the king of Egypt speak unto the Hebrew midwives of which the name of the one was Sapphire, and the name of the other Piniah. Hallelujah. And he said when ye do the office of the midwife to the Hebrew women and see look at this. Look at this very interesting and see them upon the stools. Hallelujah. If it be a son, then ye shall kill him, but if it be a daughter, then shall she uh, then she shall live. But the midwives fear, look at this, I love this. the midwives fear God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, why have ye done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women, for they are lively and are delivered, ere the midwives come in unto them. Verse 20. Therefore God, look at this. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. Do you see that again? Because the midwives, even the midwives themselves that were faithful to God's people were blessed. Praise the Lord. So the children of Israel continued to what? To multiply and continue to works. Very mighty now. Not just mighty, but very mighty. Praise the Lord. And it came to pass because the midwives fear God, look at the blessing, that he made them houses. God gave them houses because they fear God. And Pharaoh charged all his people saying, every son that is born Ye shall cast into the river and every daughter you shall save alive. Let's stop there. That's the end of the account. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what we discovered here is very interesting. Praise the name of the Lord. Hmm. Hallelujah. Now, let me start off by saying there are many reasons as to why God will bless you. God will bless you. God will cause you to prosper. God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will provide for you because of many reasons, hallelujah, maybe because of his mercies, maybe because of his love, maybe because of his grace, maybe because of his words that he has promised, or maybe there's something that we call serendipity, you don't deserve it, hallelujah, you're not qualified for it, but God just choose to do it without any requirement, he just decided to give it to you, like free will, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we're looking today at something very unique. We're looking at the process. We're looking at the process. Hallelujah. And the reason for the goodness of God. That is what we're going to be focusing on. Hallelujah. Which clearly revealed, according to our text, that there are certain people, there are certain of you out there that God had specifically laid out a process, a pattern. That is, he put in place that he will bless you no matter what. Praise the name of the Lord. These are the reasons why the moment you become a child of God, you're not like anybody else. You're different. You're not like the unbelievers. So never you compare yourself like uh, with the unbelievers. Never you try to assess yourself based on the success of other people. Never you try to to sort of like um, equate yourself with with the success of of, of your neighbor or your workmate and and you say, well, I think he's better off than me or maybe, or, you know, I'm trying to match up with them. No, you're making the sad mistake in your life. What I want you to pay attention to, according to this text, is that there is a reason for these people to excel beyond measure. There is a reason for these people to continue to multiply and increase. There is a reason for these people, the Bible says, that they continue to flourish. There is a reason for these people that, uh, the Bible says, they exceed mightily. There is a reason for these people to increase abundantly. The Bible says there is a reason for these people to be fruitful. What is that reason? And that is what we're going to be dealing with. That is why I to this message, the process and the reason for the goodness of God. And the question again, the second question that I would love to ask you is, Why? And why should God bless you? Why should God heal you? Praise the name of the Lord. Why should God deliver you? Why should God provide for you? There are many reasons. Now, look at these people. Let me go to the account. The Bible says that the children of Israel were in Egypt. Not in Israel. Now, in Egypt. The people that got them in there, Joseph, already passed away. The leader that was there that favored them also passed away. There is another leader that came up And now the Bible says the children of Israel, uh, they they prospered, they excelled, they grew. And then the Pharaoh that was there now got angry and jealous and orchestrated the plot to, to sort of like defeat the progress of Israel. Wanted to destroy them. Not only that, they increased their punishment, increased their labor, and yet the more they do, the more the people prosper. Praise the Lord. Now, it didn't stop there they brought forth a law that they should kill all the male child or children but yet even with that they could not do it why because God's hand was upon them praise the Lord and the favor of God was upon them the question that I want us to ask is why why is it that these people continued to grow in the midst of hard time, in the midst of slavery, in a foreign land, in a strange place? They were dominating in another person's country, and they were prospering. Hallelujah. The Bible says even when they, got, they, they were attacked, the more they grew. Hallelujah. And God preserved them. God protected them. God fought for them. And they continued to grow, like what the Bible says, from glory to glory, from level to level, and they increased mightily. In Genesis chapter 17, let's see the reason why. Genesis 17, verse 1 to 9. We're going to begin to deal with some of the process now and the pattern. The reason. Genesis 17. Are we there? From verse 1 to verse 9. And when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, that is 99. Praise the Lord. Now it's difficult for people to get that old. <laughs> but can you imagine it was at this age that god showed up to this man abraham was 99 year old hallelujah the lord appeared to abram and said unto him i am the almighty god look at this god is introducing himself it was not abraham that looked for god it was god that l- looked for this man and introduced himself to him now take note I am the Almighty God. The word Almighty means all sufficient, all perfect, all powerful. It didn't say I am God. It didn't even used the word Jehovah. It says Almighty there. That is, I am the All in All. I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. The word there be thou perfect is walk in the righteousness of God. Walk before me and be thou righteous, be thou holy, be thou faithful, be thou obedient, be thou true. Praise the Lord. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Verse 2. Let's go. He says, I will make my covenant. Take note now. What is God going to make? Was, was it that Abraham was the one that made covenant with God? No, who made covenant with Abraham. So, God introduced the covenant, not Abraham that introduced this covenant. So, God says, I will make my covenant between me and thee, and we'll take note now. Look at what was happening in Egypt. The Bible says, they multiply exceedingly, they grew, right? They wax great, they were fruitful. Now, look at the word. The same thing here. It says, walk before me. Hallelujah. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. You see that there? It didn't stop there. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. You see that? As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Many nations. Verse 5. Neither shall thy name Anymore be called Abraham, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. So God made the man. He didn't choose to become, hallelujah. God decided to give this man a status, change his name, gave him a platform. So listen to this now. Look up and look at me. Very, very vital. Very important. Allow God to make you. Allow God to do it for you. If God makes you and God do it for you, no one will stop it. Whatever God does for you, take note of this, He Himself will maintain it. His integrity, his counsel is upon it because He did it, He chose to do it. But whatever you will do for yourself, you have to struggle to maintain it on your own. You're on your own. So, this was one of the reasons why. The Egyptians could not defeat the children of Israel. Why? Because the covenant was God's covenant. The promises were God's promises. Hallelujah. The, the, the increase, everything that they enjoyed there was as a result of what happened here in Genesis chapter 17. Praise the Lord. So let's continue. He says, He says, For he says, Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him, saying, As for me, before my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be any more called um, Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. Verse 6, it says, and I will make, look at this now, look at this, I will make thee exceeding what fruitful. That is what we read in Exodus. You see that there? We read that in Exodus. Chapter one. I will make thee exceeding what fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. I will establish my covenant, take note now, very deep, very deep, don't forget this. I will establish my covenant, my covenant between me and thee, is that where it stops? No. And thy seed after thee in their generations. Not one generation. So you see that there? In their generations for what? What kind of a covenant is this? For an everlasting covenant... To be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. So, in other words, whatever covenant God was making with Abraham, that process there was not just for Abraham, it was also for Abraham and the seed, the generation of Abraham. Are you getting it now? This is very, very deep. Praise the Lord. So, let's continue. Verse 8, right? He says, I will give on look at this. Look at this. I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Look at what he's gonna give them. He's gonna give them the land wherein thou art what? A stranger. Were there strangers in Egypt? Was (laughs) listen to this now. They were strangers, right? And God, the Bible says in Exodus chapter one, they overtook the land. They increased to the extent that Pharaoh felt threatening. He said, The people are mightier, they are even more than us. Praise the Lord. You see the fulfillment of the process. Now let's continue. It says, the land wherein thou thou art a stranger, he says, not only that, he says, all the land of Canaan for the for an everlasting possession, and I will be their what? Their God. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant. Look at the look at it. Look at the the the, the 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 standard that God placed there now. The standard and the legality of all of this is that God said, Abraham, thou shalt keep my covenant. Hallelujah. Therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. Praise the Lord. This, the Bible says, in fact, (laughs) it's too deep, right? (laughs) You see, when we read Bible, we should be very careful. Don't just, just read through like that. No, there are details that we're missing out. There are revelations that we are missing out. Praise the Lord. We haven't gone anywhere yet. You discover a lot. (laughs) So you see, there is a process and there is a reason. They don't just jump overnight in Egypt and say, oh, yes, we are prospering. Oh, yes, we are making it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that is what we are doing these days in our Christian life. We are just jumping here and there in the promises of God, but we don't understand it. We don't know. We don't get the revelation. Praise the Lord. Now, what you discover here is so deep to the extent that you realize that this was the doing of the Lord. The covenant of Abraham was not just with Abraham, but with Abraham's sons and Abraham's generation. So anyone that is born out of that lineage is covered. Divine covering. Generational covering. Praise the name of the Lord. These are the reasons why some people you don't fight in this life. You decide to fight them you're going down because you're making a sad mistake easier they were unstoppable in the midst of bondage they were unstoppable in a foreign land they were unstoppable they were attacked yet they were unstoppable hallelujah they were they were being bullied yet they were unstoppable the bible says they multiply they prosper in a place of destruction in a place of slavery in a place of death sentence in a place that they were foreigners the bible says they excel Hallelujah. Why? Because there was a covenant, there was a standard, there was a process, and there was also a reason why. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, when you look at this carefully also, you discover certain things. Deep, deep things. Hallelujah. You discover that this covenant was between God. God initiated this covenant. Two people, God and Abraham. But then the covenant of Abraham established to his generations yet on board. Hallelujah. So the covenant has two ways. Covenant has to do with humanity. Covenant has to do with God. Hallelujah. Now it is very vital, very important for us to understand God's own side of the covenant. It is very also important for us to understand the character of God who is the maker of this covenant. It is also important for us to understand the ways of God in the midst of this covenant. Now, what does the scripture say regarding God? In fact, the Bible says God changed Abraham's name. Not only that, the Bible says God proclaimed his destiny. Hallelujah. The Bible says it was not a prophecy. It was a proclamation. It was a decree. It's not like, oh, I prophesy. This is what you're going to become. No, this, this has nothing to do with prophecy. This is a decree. God already decreed that this is what is going to happen. Praise the Lord. So let's look at the character of God now in the midst of this covenant. We're seeing the character of God. So you see, whatever was fulfilling in Exodus chapter 1 was as a result of what happened in Genesis chapter 17. Now, what is the character of God in the midst of the covenant? Number one, the Bible says that God is a covenant keeper. He doesn't break covenant. Psalm 89 verse 34. Psalm 89 verse 34. Are we making sense now? Yes, we begin to put all the construct together. We're getting there. Hallelujah. Psalm chapter 89. Are we there? Psalm 89. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 89. Are we there? Verse 34. It says, my covenant will I not break. God will never break a covenant. Praise the Lord. Now, alter the thing that is gone out of my mouth. In other words, God will never ever break his covenant number one number two he will never go back and say you know what i said it but i didn't say it anymore god is not like you and i and he got to the extent he says once have i sworn by my holiness that i will not lie unto david his seed shall endure forever and he's shown as the sun before me now you discover what god has just said or what we've just heard from the book of psalm that god is saying i don't break covenant so now, take note now. Very interesting. Whether Israel wants to prosper or not, they will prosper. Do you understand it? Because that is God's own covenant. Now, look up and look at me. As a good parent, no matter what, right? You know, if you have a child who is, uh, um, let's say, is a toddler or whatever. I mean, the age, in fact, is not an issue. Let's say, if you have a child and you know you're responsible for that child, right? Are you going to wait and say well you know even though i'm your father you must come to me first and take permission for me before i can help you or before i can provide for you or you must take permission from me and before no no do you do that no even when the child doesn't even you know even they woke up in the morning then they want to go to school they don't come and say hey mommy sometimes they don't even even ask you mommy daddy my lunch you provided everything for them that is the the the, the nature of a responsible parenting or parent praise the lord a father or mom will know what their responsibilities are it will become an embarrassing condition or situation for the child to say mommy what happened i don't have food this money don't you have money can't you provide no it's not it's not a nice thing to do right or a very good scenario praise the Lord. But as a parent, you expect to be able to provide for that child. And when the child comes in, you you must expect that child to eat. You must expect that child to be well clothed. You must expect that child to be healthy, to be well taken care of. Because that is your responsibility. The child doesn't have to negotiate his or her way for you to help them or whatever. So these are some of the things that we do sometimes. There are certain things that God already has established. There are certain things that God has established that you and I are supposed to enjoy. The Bible says they were in Egypt to the extent that even when the Egyptians orchestrated a battle against them, it doesn't work. Why? Because the sovereign council, the Bible says, that shall stand. So, he says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my mouth or my lips. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So, we we'll see, whatever the covenant was in Genesis chapter 17, that covenant was working it was working. It was working. It was working. Even though Abraham was not alive. Even though Isaac was not alive. Even though Jacob was not alive. Even though Joseph, all of these people were not alive. Even though the generation had gone. But remember the covenant says, the agreement says that the covenant is between Abraham and his seed seeds and his generations after him. Are you getting it now so there's what we call generational blessing there's what we call generational provision generational favor generational prosperity there are certain things and let me say this you and i as children of god we are part of this but i will reveal it at the end of the message praise the Lord. so the first thing we discover is the integrity of god's covenant he keeps his covenant no matter what now god is not going to keep I say I will keep my covenant only because you were right or you were wrong. No, because listen, God is not God because you are right, or because you obey him, He's God because He's God. God is not going to mess up His character because you fail. No. Hallelujah. Number two, his faithfulness was revealed. His faithfulness was revealed hallelujah we we'll see that god is faithful no matter what look at the book of second timothy chapter 2 verse thirteen. 2 timothy chapter 2 verse 13 god is a faithful god that is why listen those of you who are watching out there hallelujah you are not in the house this morning i want to assure you no matter what you are going through just depend on him he is faithful if there's anything that has helped me over the years in my entire life this is one secret god is faithful. No matter what I go through, no matter what the challenges might be, I hold on to that. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Second Timothy, are we there? Chapter two, verse number 13. Can we read together please? It says, if we believe not, yet he abided faithful, he cannot deny himself. Wow. Even if you choose not to believe God, he's still faithful. Even if you choose not to accept him, he's still faithful. Even if you fail, you mess up, he's still faithful. Even if you're running away, God is still faithful. Even if you're unqualified, God is still faithful. Even if you deny him, God is still faithful. Even if you turn your back against him, he's still faithful. And look at what it says. He says, if we believe not, you choose not to believe, that doesn't stop God from being faithful. God is still faithful yet he abided that word abided that is his taste that is what he is that is who he is his nature is faithfulness he stays faithful he cannot deny himself now in other words that word there he cannot deny himself He's saying he cannot dilute he cannot change his character because of your own wrongdoings because of your unbelief because you're despising him and you rejected him and you don't believe, doesn't mean that oh, he's going to change his character. No, he cannot deny himself. Which means that part of himself is what? Faithfulness. That himself there, that character of himself is faithfulness. Praise the name of the Lord. So the first thing we discover is that God is a covenant-keeping God. Number two, we also realize that he's a what? He's a faithful God. Number three, he's true to his word. God is very true to his word. Numbers 23, 19. No matter what, God is true to his word. God is true to his word. God is faithful. God is true to his word. It doesn't matter what the enemy has done or what they are saying or what you are going through. God is true to his word. It doesn't matter how I feel right now. It doesn't matter the present condition that I find myself in. God is true to his word numbers 23, 19. I love this account hallelujah hallelujah are we there thank you Jesus I hope you're blessed this morning Look at it carefully verse 19 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie You remember Psalm 98 says God will never I mean Psalm 89 says God will never lie Now it says God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should what he should repent Now look at this had he said, like what he said in Genesis chapter 17. Had he said, and shall he not do it? So he, he said it in Genesis 17, and he was doing it in Exodus chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Whatever he had said, or whatever he had spoken, whatever came out of his mouth, he will do it. Hallelujah. So he says, had he said, and shall he not do it? Or had he spoken, take note of this now, he had spoken, shall he not make it good? So whatever he said, he will do. Whatever he had spoken, he will not just speak about it, but he will make it good. These are all the questions that we're supposed to answer. Hallelujah. Verse 20, it says, Behold, I have received commandment to bless. And he had blessed, that is, God has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. So, this was the time when, Balaam was hired to go, uh, go cause uh, God's people. And he said uh, God is not a liar. And then he comes and said at the end he says he had given commandment to bless and he says I cannot reverse it. I cannot. I'll read verse 20 again. Behold I have received commandment to bless. The prophet of God received commandment to bless. But he was hired. Balaam was hired by Balak to go curse God's people. Hallelujah. Now he's saying He says, Beyond, he says, I have, that is, see, I received commandment from the Lord to bless, and he had blessed. Praise the Lord. And I, as a prophet, I, as, (laughs) even though I'm in the office of the prophet, I cannot reverse what God has done. Do you see that there? He says, I cannot what? Reverse it. Did you get it? Did you get it? I will ask you one more time. Did you get it? So, is there anyone that could reverse your blessing (laughs) now i'm going to ask you again because i have i have other questions to ask you is there anyone that could reverse your blessing okay good now that you answered no why are you afraid of the kingdom of darkness why are you afraid of which is a wizard why are you afraid of demons Oh pastor, you know they will kill me. Oh pastor, they attacked me. Oh pastor, they this, they that. Oh pastor, they are coming. Oh, oh, they said they. Oh, they said that. They said I will never give back to a child. Oh, they said I will never get married. Oh, they said I will never pass. Oh, they. Say, listen, if the Lord has blessed you, you know why all that they said is happening to you because you believe them more than you believe God. I'm telling you. You believe the enemy more than you believe God. That is why you're still struggling. You're still behind the limelight. Because fear is a form of belief. Anytime you act in fear, it's because you believe in that thing that you are afraid of. That is why you are afraid of it. You believe that this electric cable, if it is exposed, it will shock you. So because you believe in it, you are afraid of it. You believe that the demons, if they come, they will attack you. And so because you believe in them, you are afraid of them. So anytime you act in fear, fear is another form of faith. It's another form of faith. That is why the Bible says, fear not. 365 times. So, every day you wake up, you take one capsule that says, I will not be afraid. And anytime God wants to walk on, the chi- on behalf of the children of Israel, the first thing that will come out of the mouth of God, he says, fear them not. You remember that? Throughout the Old Testament, God will, before God goes into operation, he will warn them first. Fear not. Fear not. In other words, God is saying, don't believe them more than you believe me. Because anytime you act in fear, it is a sign of faith in them more than faith in me. So, God is saying, don't believe them believe me because if you say you are afraid of them that means you believe they will hurt you and you don't believe that i will protect you praise the Lord. so what we'll see here he says god has given commandment to bless so the egyptians were doing whatever they were doing but it will not be reversed so whatever they were doing in exodus chapter one when they said they should kill all the firstborn it won't be reversed they were already blessed Whatever they were doing, they were causing them to serve in rigor. They were putting them under punishment. They were building houses and this and that for Pharaoh, the Bible says, it will not be reversed. So listen to this now. No matter what the devil is doing, if you are operating under this covenant, you are operating under this process, you are operating under this reason, you are operating under this this, this standard, this covenant... There is no way the enemy will touch you. Believe God who believes in you. Am I making sense to you now? Number three. Number three. That is number three, right? God is true to his word. Number four. Number four. God's promises will never fail. His promises will never fail. The promises of God will never, ever fail. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. Hebrews 10, 23. That is why we must pay attention to some of these things and look at them and say, sir, you will never fail. You have never failed. And I believe. I believe no matter what. Even if I'm dying, I will die believing God. Why? Because he had never failed. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Are we there? Are we ready for this? Hallelujah. Let us all fast the profession of our faith without what? Wavering. Without wavering. Without doubting. He's warning us first. Hold on to the profession of your faith. Hold on to the principles of your faith. Hold on to the doctrine of your faith. Hold on to the standard of your faith. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't let go. Hold on. Hold fast. Keep it holding. Keep it up. It doesn't matter what the world is saying or what they are doing. The Bible says, without wavering. Don't say, oh, maybe or maybe not. Oh, God, if or if not. Oh, God, uh, um, I'm like, it's like, I'm not. Forget about that. Not it's like or I'm like, no. So, God, I believe. Let us all first the profession of our faith. Without wavering, without doubting. Don't be in a dilemma don't be confused be confident. remember last week we talked about confidence be settled. have this assurance in god no matter what is happening to you no matter what you're going through don't look at the problem don't look at the battle look at your god and look at what is interesting above all the reason why he's telling you to hold on the profession of your faith and that you should not be wavering is because look at what he says it's even in a bracket what does it say he says for he is faithful that what that promise. Do you see that there? So, there is a warning ahead for you to understand that the reason why we're warning you or the reason of this admonishment that you should not, you should not be wavering but you should hold on is because God is faithful he who had promised. They say you don't have a womb. You're still going to give birth without a womb because you're serving a mysterious God. They said that you're not qualified for this job you're still going to be the next manager in that job because god is a mysterious god they said that you will never travel in this life in fact you are not going to pay for the ticket you're not going to appear for the visa everything is going to be done it is one diploma that will just come and pick you up and then put you in the plane and you're gone praise the lord like what happened to to joseph when he got to egypt Whatever the enemy is doing, don't pay attention to them. The Bible says that we must hold on fast to what? To our profession. Hold on fast to the integrity of God's word. Hold on fast to the counsel of his principles. Hold on fast to the standard of his word. Hold on fast to prayer. Hold on fast to righteousness. Hold on fast to obedience. Hold on fast to truth. Hold on fast to faith. Hold on without waving. Oh, pastor, I'm scared. Oh, I'm confused. Oh, I don't know what to do. You're not holding on. Those who are holding on, they are not staggering in their faith. They are not doubting. They are not in a dilemma. They are, they are set to hold. Like the psalmist says, my Heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. Job also said the same thing. My heart is fixed and I will not be moved. Sammy says, my heart is fixed and I will sing praises. Hallelujah. The reason why you have to hold on is because there is a God that is faithful, that is trustworthy. There is a God that is faithful. His promises never fail. That's why I love this song that we usually sing. He had promised. He will never fail. I will hang on him. I will hang on him. He had promised he will never fail. His faithfulness is forevermore. They say you are a non entity. No problem. They say you don't have what it takes. No problem. I don't care about that. They said, ah, you, you're not even up to average. Say yes. I, I don't, don't, that's not an issue. That's not an issue. I, I'm not worried about that. They said, ah, come on now. You don't have all the qualifications that it takes. Uh, I no, I Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that don't allow those things to intimidate you or to bring you down or to make you feel otherwise. They say, ah, you're a tall woman or you're a short woman or you're too chubby or you're too skinny or you're too this or you're too that. That is what the world does. Everything you do, if they don't criticize you, they will accuse you. If they don't accuse you, they'll condemn you. If they don't condemn, they must talk. Let them say, just keep your eyes on these principles. Without wavering, without doubting, Without fretting, don't be in a dilemma. He says, For he is faithful that promise. Who promise? Who promise? Who promise? It is Jehovah, the only true God that promise. Who promise? It is Almighty God, the all-sufficient one that promise. Who promise? The I am that I am, the owner, the creator, the maker of the heavens and the earth is the one that promises. Listen. Anyone else can promise you and fail, but this is the best that will ever promise you and it will never fail. So, uh, you, are 14, if you are the most fortunate person ever in this universe for God to have promised you. You're the most fortunate individual. There are over 3,900 promises in the Bible. All of them for you. So, if you're a child of God, you have an edge. You have an advantage because you are serving a God who owned the universe. And not only that, he had promised you and he will never fail. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number five. Number five. Number five. God is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. So, no matter what they were going through at that particular time, Even if they don't understand the promises, even if they cannot speak the promises, even if they don't see the promises but because of the integrity of God. I believe they were there. They were even wondering among themselves. I believe they were there. They were even baffling and they were surprised. They were asking themselves what's going on. I believe that they were there but they were looking at whatever God is doing and they were like, wow, this is great. This is mighty. I believe that they were there. They were saying, ah, what is God doing? Praise the Lord. And what they don't know and they don't realize is that God is walking behind the scene. First Kings chapter 8. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 8. I love this. Very interesting. First Kings chapter 8. God loves you this morning. Hallelujah. So don't condemn yourself. Don't accuse yourself. God loves you this morning. First Kings chapter 8. Are we there, verse 56? Thank you, Lord. 55 and 56. He says, and he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying, look at this. What does it say? Blessed be the Lord that had not, sorry, the Lord that had given rest unto his people Israel. God has given rest. God will give you rest in the name of Jesus. I said, God will give you rest in the name of Jesus. Who had given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he had promised. So rest came as a result of the promises of God. The reason why many people are not resting is because they don't know the promises of God. They are worried to make ends meet. They are worried not to fail. They are worried about what these people said. They are worried about where should I go? What else am I going to do tomorrow? How am I going to manage my life? How am I going to deal with my family? How am I going to make this thing work? You are worried about things that God is saying, it's my job, it doesn't concern you unnecessary burden. I always say this. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me and land of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Two words. Easy and light. The Christian life ought to be very easy and light. If you know the word of God, you live by it. Trust me. You will not lay emphasis on the devil and try to to glorify him in the place where you is supposed to glorify God. You will not glorify your problem above God. Look at it. It says, "Blessed be the Lord that had given all rest unto His people Israel according to." So the rest came according to all that He what that He promised. Praise the Lord. Then look at what He says at the end. He says, "There had not failed one word." Do you see that there? Not even one. Not one. There had not failed what? One word of all his good. You see that? Of all his, you remember I said, God is good, right? Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Surely his goodness and his mercy shall, what? Follow us. So he says, they had not failed, not even one word of all, not even some, but all his what? Good promises, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, for the Lord our God is with us as he was with our fathers. Praise the Lord. Let him not leave us nor forsake us. Why are you scared? Why are you frustrated? Why are you troubled? Beloved, there is a process and there is a reason. So if you know the process and you know the reason, relax. Can I say it again? If you understand the process and you know the reason, relax. Now, let me say this before we go to the next point, the second point. The reason is in God's hand. The process is our responsibility. I'm going to say it again. The reason is in God's hands. All the reasons as to why he will bless you, everything is in his hands. You know why? Because he's the one... Who bears the responsibility of his promise? Since the day God opened my eyes and I kept saying this and I will hold this till we get to eternity. When God made promises, it is his responsibility to fulfill them, not yours. Because whatever he is promising you, he he knows that you cannot do it. That is why he promised you. So stop breaking your head over that which God has promised, not you. You cannot do what God wants to do or what God has promised because it's too big for you. Hallelujah. So the process is our responsibility. The reason is God's responsibility. Now let's move to the second point and look at the process and look at what happened in the life of Abraham and look at why the children of Israel were enjoying and benefiting from the Lord. Genesis chapter 26, we look at the second part of the covenant. So we've seen God's side of the covenant that God number one is a covenant keeping God. Number two, God is faithful. Number three, God is true to his word. Number four, God never fails in his promises. Number five, he's trustworthy. Now let's look at Abraham and his character and look at what God expects of us because this is our own responsibility now to follow the process. God gave him instruction and he says, walk before me and be perfect. The word perfect there means righteous. Hallelujah. It's said to Abraham that if you will keep my statutes, keep my commandment, it shall be well with you. Look at Genesis 26, 1-5. to I hope you're blessed this morning. Genesis 26, are we there?
1: Thank you, Jesus. 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 Are we ready? It
0: says, from the and there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went out to Abimelech, King of the Philistines unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared, the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. He wants to go back to where his brethren were that God delivered them go not down to egypt he says dwell in the land which i shall tell thee of Sojourn in this land and i will be with thee look at this down god says stay here this land Sojourn in this land he already told him i'll tell you where you should go or what you should do but don't go down to egypt then god comes back and say stay in this land and not only that you're gonna stay what's gonna happen he says what i will be with thee don't forget that you remember this promise that god is saying now to um um, isaac that he will be with him was it not the same thing that we read in genesis 17 that god says he will be with abraham yes i will be with thee and will bless thee i am not just gonna be with you but i will be with you and i will bless you You praise the lord it is stop there it says I will give all these what countries and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Now, how many times we've been reading, I will. We're not done here. You're gonna see up to about six or seven times God is saying, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. In other words, God is saying that is my responsibility. Not only that, but this is what I'm gonna do. Many of us are difficult to convince. Many of us are difficult to persuade that God is faithful and God will help you.
1: So, uh, Pastor, I know, I know, I know, but just pray for me, just pray for me. I don't know, but uh, I I know you said God will provide,
0: but you know, for the past years, I've been waiting, but no, 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 no. You begin to bring up stories. He wanted to go away. God says, no, stay here. I will help you. I will be with thee. Praise the Lord. And I will give you the countries where you are right now. It says, and I will perform the oath. That is the covenant. I swear unto Abraham, your father. That is in Genesis chapter 17. There is a covenant that I made there. Praise the Lord. It didn't stop there. I love this. I love this coming of verse 4. It says, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heavens. I will give, you see how many I will, will sing now, up to seven. I will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. He says, look at this now. Who was he speaking to? He was speaking to Isaac. In Genesis 17, he was speaking to Abraham now he's speaking to isaac now whatever he said to abraham in genesis 17 is the same thing that he's reiterating now in genesis um, um uh, genesis 26 and look at what, what 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 beats me down that i love the most in this account verse verse number five verse number five can we all read together because do you have because there the very first word in your translation so, the blessing, God will be with you. God will increase you. God will, God will cause your seed to prosper. He will give you the country where you are going to be. He will do A. He will be um, doing B and C and C. All that God is going to do is predicated on one thing. What is it? 15. Because that what? Abraham. What did Abraham do? He obeyed my voice. He kept my word, my charge, my commandments, my statutes, my laws, and Isaac dwelling there. Did you see that? It's so sweet. So the secret behind the victory was upon Abraham. He says because that Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, he kept my commandment, He kept my statutes. He kept my laws. As a result, you're going to have the reward. Now, let me shock you and let me say this especially to parents. Be careful the way you live your life, the things you do. Because whatever you do now or whatever your relationship is with God, that determines what you will become. Not only that, excuse me, It also determines what your children, your generation yet on board will become. So be careful. Hallelujah. There are some families who are suffering as a result of their parents. What their ancestors did, what their parent parent did or grandparent did as a result of that, the judgment of God, like the Bible says, it will rest upon the third and even unto the fourth generation. And so, people are suffering because of generational judgment, generational bondage, generational curse that is following that lineage. And you see all the, the sons in that family, maybe none of them are married. Or all of them, they, they end up uh, uh, as a loser, ending up as a loser. Or you see a particular uh, group of people, you see all the women in that family, they are all buried, Or none of them are married. Or you see every time they labor, they go to a particular age or stage in life, they will just fail like that. There are some people or some family they don't cross a particular age. As soon as they go to 50 or 49, suddenly they will die. What is the problem? Because of the wrong foundation they've laid. Because of some demonic investment. Because of some sinful or some ungodly covenant that they have made. Because of some demonic idolatrous worship or dedication that they had in their family or in that background. So that thing continues to work from generation to generation to generation to generation. So be very careful. Whereas you see this man, Abraham. God Abraham is not there now. He's not even alive, but God is reminding Isaac. He's saying, because of your father, I will do this. Wow. Now, look at the life of Isaac. And look at the life of jacob and in fact after they passed away that was when we got to exodus now in exodus now you see even though the bible said the, the the egyptians tried to severe them they tried to punish them they tried to do more to damage them he said the more they suffer them the more they increase the more they multiply the more they grow the more they increase the more they multiply the more they excel the more why was it because abraham what he kept the commandment of God, the charge of God. Hallelujah. I wish I had enough time. I would have gone into this in details. Hallelujah. The Bible says, he obeyed the voice of God. So, obedience there is the key. Obedient is the key. Obedient. When you obey God, the Bible says, if you obey, remember the, the springboard Isaiah chapter 1, Come and let us reason together. Do your seeds be as scarlet? They shall be as white as snow. Verse 18. Do they be as crimson? They shall be as uh, 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 wool. And it says 19. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Do you see that? You remember that verse I showed you initially? If you are willing and obedient, the good of the land belongs to you. You will enjoy the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you will prosper in the midst of the lamb. If you are willing and obedient, you will excel in the midst of the lamb. If you are willing and obedient, God will cause you to triumph. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the lamb. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 29 to 40. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. To God be the glory. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Very interesting account. I want us to take note of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 4, 29 to 40. Are we there? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It says, But if from thence thou seek the Lord thy God, hallelujah. Are we there? Okay, let's go. If thou seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. You see that? If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul, praise the Lord. Verse 30, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be what obedient unto his voice. You see the same thing there? If you shall turn to him and be obedient, like Abraham was obedient in Genesis 26. Hallelujah. Verse 5, he says, if you are obedient unto his voice, like he was obeying the voice of God. Verse 31 says, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers. Look at it. Thy fathers which he swear unto them. You see that? He's reminding them again. Praise the Lord. For ask now, God is saying, "Ask now of the days that I love this." When I read this, I'm like, "Wow!" God is telling. I've never seen this before in this way. But the way God opened my eyes to see this particular verse this time is something different. I've never seen it before this way. Look at it, verse 32. It says, "It says, for ask now of the days that are past, which were before thee." It didn't stop there. Since the day that God created man upon the earth and asked from the one side, look at this, this is what baffles me. He says, ask from the one side of heaven unto the other side, whether there had been any such thing as this great thing is or had been heard like it. So what is the great thing? That God is saying, you ask from one side of the heaven and go to the other side. Ask everywhere in the universe. or oh, What is this great thing? Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire? No. As thou hast heard and lived. You know what God is saying? The opportunity that you have, you hear God's voice and you didn't die. You are alive. Have you ever seen that before? No, but it has happened to you. Yes. Praise the Lord. It has never happened to any nation. No, they've never seen that before. But to us, it happened to us. What a privilege. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of a fire as thou hast heard and Lee? He's bringing all these you now. Verse 34. Or at God, I said to go and take him a nation. From the midst of another nation, by temptation, by signs, or by wonders, or by war, or by a mighty hand, or by a stretched out arms, or by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. No, it has never happened. This only happened to us. 35. Unto thee, it was showed look at this it was showed that thou mightest know look at this look at this again look at this don't forget unto thee it was shown that thou mightest know that the lord he is god there is none besides him you remember the first uh the second two verses i showed you remember in the book of psalm that god will bless you god will deliver god will do all these things to show that he is what he is good To show that he is faithful. And to show that God is is a true God. And, And remember the man that the Lord delivered. God said, Jesus said to him, go and show yourself. Praise the Lord. That people will know what God has done. So equally God is saying the same thing here. That the world will know. The heavens will know. And people will know that there is none like this. Verse 37, he says, and because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seeds after them and brought them out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt to drive out nations from before thee greater greater and mightier than thou art and bring thee in to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore this day and consider it in thy heart that the lord he is what god in heaven above and upon the earth beneath there is none else verse 40 thou shall keep therefore his statues look at this the same thing that happened to abraham is telling them do the same do the same keep his statues which i command thee this day that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee, and that thou mayest prolong thy days upon the earth, which the Lord thy God giveth thee forever. So what do we see here? Instruction to obedience, or instruction for obedience. Hallelujah. And by doing this, it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. That is the process. Obedience. 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 Another aspect of the process is righteousness. Righteousness. God said to Abraham in Genesis 17 verse 1, Walk before me and be thou perfect. In our days, people don't want to walk before the Lord. Because we all know that you cannot walk before the Lord guilty. You cannot walk before the Lord sinful. Psalm 24 says, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in the holy place? They that have clean hands and a pure heart. Praise the Lord. Now, if you look at this verse carefully, You also discover that in Genesis, God is saying, walk before me and be thou righteous. That is the word there, perfect. And when we talk about righteousness, righteousness is key. The Bible says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree according to Psalm 92 verse 12. says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree psalm 92 verse 12 in isaiah 54 verse number 14 it says in righteousness shall thou be established so you can be established in righteousness and it is only in righteousness there is going to be establishment hallelujah in isaiah chapter 3 verse number 10 it says it shall be well with the righteous it shall be well with the righteous in proverbs chapter 14 verse 34 it says righteousness exalts a nation but sin is a reproach to the people so we we'll see that righteousness causes to flourish righteousness will cause you to be established righteousness will cause everything to be well with you. righteousness will cause you to be exalted to be honored to be promoted to be elevated and to prosper in the name of the lord jesus christ and in all of this we'll see that there is a generational impact. According to Genesis chapter 26, verse 1 down to verse uh, 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 5, that we've just read, there was increase for Jacob, and there was increase for Isaac, there was increase for Israel all through. And let's see a let's see few things, and then we're about to, to round up. Let's see a few things. Hallelujah. Look at Genesis chapter, um, chapter 26. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a faithful God we serve. Genesis twenty six. Are we there? So, in the midst of this challenge that um, 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 Isaac was going through, when he wanted to run away, and God said no way, and he tried to dig the wells of his fathers, and the Bible says they contended with him. But look at what happened. If you see verse five, he says, he says, "Well, just get because that Abraham obeyed the voice of the Lord, he kept his commandment, the charges, and my statutes and my vows." But just not that. But in the midst of that, you see that. The Bible says God instructed um, Isaac to do likewise, and when he did, God caused him to prosper. And look at something. If you see verse 22, what does it say? Verse 22 says something. It says, and he removed from tents and did another well. This is after he had already dug two wells. They contended with him. He is digging the third well now, and he digged another well, and the Bible says, for that well strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. The last one, that was the third world that he dug, the Bible says there was no contention. The enemies could not come after him anymore. He called the name of the place. Robert, and he said, look at what he says. For now, now the Lord had made what? He had made room for us. The Lord will make room for us in the name of Jesus. I said the lord will make room for us in the name of jesus they contended with the children of israel in genesis they contended with them in exodus chapter uh, one and look at uh, uh, isaac now there's is a contention here in genesis chapter 26 but yet in the midst of this contention he still ec- excelled he still succeeded the bible says he he, he dug this well and he called the name Rehoboth. and what he says was the testimony was for the lord had made room for us and he did stop there. He says, and we shall be fruitful in the land. There is room here, and we shall be fruitful. There is room, and you will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. There is room, and we will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. There is room. The Lord will make room for us. And not only that, you are going to be fruitful in the midst of the land in Jesus' name. Why are you scared? Why are you confused? So, Pastor, I'm so traumatized. I'm frustrated. No. No. Verse 28. Look at what the enemy says. Verse 28. In the midst of all this fighting or whatever they were doing, 28 says, And they said, We saw certainly. Now the enemies are testifying. Can you imagine? The enemies themselves are testifying. We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. God will be with you in Jesus' name. And we said, Look at the they are confessing now. They said among themselves, when they realized that God was with Isaac, and they realized that the covenant of God was upon him, the blessing of God was upon him. And the more they contended with the man, the man continued to increase and increase until God gave him room. And God, the Bible says, made a way for him to be fruitful and to prosper in the land. They said, The Lord was with him, and he was with thee. And we said, we said among ourselves, Let there be not, let there be now an oath betwixt us. Even betwixt us and thee, that is you and us, let's make a covenant, praise the Lord, and let us make a covenant.
1: <laughs> you see,
0: they, they were now negotiating to have a covenant with the man because they know the man is blessed. They know he is covered. They know the man is safe. They know God is with him. They know the hand of God was upon him. And so, listen to this now. The process. And the reason will cause you to increase, number one. It will cause you to be blessed, number two. You will multiply, you will experience expansion. There will be protection. There will be healing. There will be divine favor. There will be possessions. There will be excellence. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And it shall be well with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the end, you become unique. You become special. You become peculiar. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5. Exodus chapter 19, verse 5. Exodus 19, 5. Thank you, Lord. We're almost there. What a faithful
1: God we serve. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies are seen. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is your faithfulness. Lord. Exodus
0: 19. Are we there verse 5? What does it say about God's people? It says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, do you see that there? God is saying, If you obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, there's something good coming up. What is it? It says, Then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me. It is up there. It says above all people. Oh, do you see that there? For all the earth is mine. Wow. Really? No, no, no. God, I didn't get it. What are you trying to say? What did he say? If I obey your statutes, if I keep the voice, I mean obey the voice of your word your instruction, keep your covenant. You said, then it shall be, it shall be a, a what? A peculiar. That is unique, special people. When I read it this morning, I said, Lord, this is where we're missing it as a church. This is where we're missing it as the body of Christ. Oh, I, I'm a royal priest. Who, I'm a holy nation, a peculiar people. No, it's not like that. Look at the instruction, the process, the pattern, the protocol, And the reason is clear. It says, the reason why you're going to become a peculiar people is if you follow the what? The process. And what is the process? Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice, indeed, that is the process. Hallelujah. And then, when you obey his voice, indeed, the reason is, at the end, you're going to be What? a what a treasure not just a treasure but the bible refer to you as a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine why would god say all the earth is mine at the end of that same verse in other words he's trying to say whatever i own belongs to you and there's nothing that you will lack there's nothing that you'll be in need of because everything will be at your disposal and god realized that many of us were going after things we're going after the world like Matthew 6 33 says "Seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you now we're going after things and we forget about the kingdom and we're going after the thing that we cannot even catch up with but god is saying no forget about things pay attention to me obey my statutes. keep my covenant follow my word obey 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 and he says, it shall be well with you. And whatever you are believing God for this, upon the face of this earth, it will come to you speedily in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 14, verse 2. Almost the same thing. Deuteronomy 14, verse number 2. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 14. Are we there? Yes, 14, verse 2. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Hallelujah. What does it say? Praise the name of the Lord. What a great
0: God we serve. Are you ready? Take it from verse 1. It says, he says, Ye are the children of the Lord your God. Ye shall not cut yourself or make any boldness between your eyes for the dead. Hallelujah. Verse 2. It says, For thou art an holy people. You are a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord had chosen thee to be a what? a people unto himself. This is what makes you different from every other human being upon the face of the earth. Don't live like them. Don't talk like them. Don't dress like them. Don't behave like them. Don't associate yourself with them. You should be separate. Come out from among them and be what separate and touch no unclean things said the Lord and I will be a God unto you and you shall be my what my people. Look at it there. Thou art a true. Uh, it says, and thou, verse, verse 2, verse 2, sorry. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, above all the nations that are upon the earth. And let me just get this thing through. Do you know all of these promises that are there in the Old Testament? they are also fulfilled in Jesus Christ in the New Testament. So, under the New Testament dispensation, we are part of the chain of Israel too. Under the New Testament dispensation, we are part of this promise that we've dealt with all through this one hour. We're part of it. How is that so? How can I prove it? Look at Galatians. I'll give you these verses and you see it yourself and then we're going to pray. Galatians 2 verses, chapter 3. Pastor, all these blessings, all these provisions are available for the children of Israel. Not just them. Also available for you. Galatians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. That is why we need to know the word. We need to know what God has already established. Are we there? Galatians chapter 3 verse 7 and verse 29 we're going to read carefully chapter 3 verse 7 what does it say and then we go to verse 29 verse 7. it says know ye therefore that you must know this do you see that there the reason why you must know this is because i don't want you to ask this question but god why would all this provision for israel what about us you don't know so know now praise the lord oh but god i mean why is it just for them Is that not a kind of a partiality or whatever the case? No, 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 no. It's for every one of us. He says what? Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are what? The children of who? Abraham. So if you are of faith, you are a child of God. Not only that, you are part of the covenant of the children of Abraham. So God says he will bless Abraham and the children, children, and the seed and the generation yet to come. So we were the ones that God is talking about. It's not just the children of Israel, particularly, also the body of Christ. That is why He says, "Know you not that that what they which are of faith, those of us who are of faith, are those of us who believe the Lord Jesus Christ by faith." Hallelujah. He says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe, that is the faith he's talking about. In thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, the moment you get saved, hallelujah, the moment you got saved, you are part of the covenant of Abraham because even our salvation came through Abraham. It came through the promises and the covenant between God and Abraham. Verse 29, 29, can we read that together? And if ye, look at this now, it's clear. And if ye be Christ. Then ye are what? Abraham's seed. So you see that there? If you are in Christ, if you are a child of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you be Christ, if you be Christian, then the Bible says, then you see that, then ye are what? Or then are ye what? Abraham's seed. Praise the Lord. And his according to. The promises praise the name of the lord so whatever promise that god promised abraham we're part of it because we are christ and if we be christ then we are also part of the word of the promises because whoever is in christ is abraham's seed are you abraham's seed yes so whatever god was promising abraham in genesis chapter 17 that works for the children of israel Hallelujah. In Exodus chapter 1, that works for Abraham, Isaac and, and Jacob in Genesis chapter 26, that same covenant, that same promises will work for us, praise the Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That same process is applied upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason also is the same as of today. God still requested or required us to be obedient in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, the goodness of God is for everyone. And finally, look at 1 First Peter. First Peter. You remember, we read in Exodus chapter 19 verse 5 and Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 2 that the children of Israel are what? They are peculiar people, right? Look at 1 Peter chapter 2. You see what the Bible says about us now under the New Testament. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and verse number 10 and we're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Peter chapter 2. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Are we there? Chapter 2. Verse 9 and verse 10. What does it say? Carefully, what does it say? But ye are a chosen generation. That chosen generation has to do with the generation of Abraham that God has promised. Hallelujah. A royal what? That royalty has to do with the priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And holy what? Nation. A what? Peculiar people as he says in Exodus 19.5, Deuteronomy 14.2 is also saying the same thing in the New Testament. We are a peculiar people and what are we going to do? The Bible said that we should what? Show forth the praises of him. Remember what we read in the book of Luke? That the man should go and show forth the praises of god who is doing wonders hallelujah You remember also the book of psalms that the bible says that all these miracle and wonderful things that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree it shall be fruitful in the land those that are planted in the cut of the lord shall flourish in the house of the lord he says that they will show that god is what god is faithful and god is true and god is real all of this is also fulfilled here he says that we should show forth the praises of the praise of Him who had called us or called you and I out of darkness into His marvelous light. The same principle, the same pattern, the same reason. The reason for God to establish us as royalty, He established us as peculiar people, He established us as holy nation, He established us according to His word as the chosen generation is that we should show forth the praises of him for him to take glory for him to be honored, for him to be worshiped back to the beginning. The Bible says that God is a good God. Now, if this God that we've learned about that is good, is faithful and is perfect. The question is, why is it that we're not enjoying the goodness of God? The secret is revealed throughout our scriptures. Obedience, obedience, obedience. God is saying, if you will be as obedient as your father Abraham, or if you be as obedient as Isaac, if you be as obedient as they followed my statutes, my commandments, my laws, whatever works for them,
1: that is the process.
0: It will work for you. And if it's going to work for you, the reason is I must take glory in blessing you providing for you, meeting you at the point of need. So let me ask you a few questions. Why are you frustrated if you're a child of God? Why are you traumatized if you're a child of God? Why are you afraid if you're a child of God? Why are you confused if you're a child of God? I remember one time Jesus met a woman in the temple. The woman was bent like this. And Jesus asked just one question. He said to her, Are you not the daughter of Abraham? In other words, Jesus was saying to her, You deserve better than this. In other words, Jesus was saying to her, You ought not to be this way. In other words, Jesus was saying to her, You have a covenant of healing. In other words, Jesus was saying to her, The provision is there already. Are you not the daughter of Abraham? In other words, Jesus is saying, You're supposed to be healed. You're supposed to live a healthy and a wealthy life. You're supposed to prosper. You're supposed, you're supposed to be the head and not the tail. Praise the Lord. Jesus healed that woman and caused that woman's life to change right from that moment. Maybe that is your case this morning. You're like that woman that is bent, but yet you are the daughter of Abraham. And God is saying, are you not the daughter of Abraham? Are you not the son of Abraham? Are you not the child of God? Are you not born again? Are you not Holy Ghost filled? What is the problem? Many times we ignore the process. We ignore the reason. And the reason why we ignore the process and the reason is because we assume that God is demanding so much on us. And so we don't want to obey. Obedience is the key. We don't want to walk in righteousness. Righteousness is the secret. I will pray that the Lord will help us this morning. Shall we pray this morning? Shall we call upon the Lord? Shall we ask the Lord for mercy? Sometimes you even blame God. You even accusing God. And you even wonder, but God, why not? Oh God, why? Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this? But God, where are you? And God is saying, There's a process and there is a reason. And most of us, we ignore the process and we ignore the reason. May I say to you this day, Isaiah 1, 18 and 19, come, God is calling you again. As he said in the beginning, come, let us, what? reason together. Do your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be as crimson, they shall be as woe. All it takes for you to do is say, come. Come. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat. You will not suffer. You will eat. You will not perish. You will eat. Prosperity, you will eat. Good health, you will eat. Favor, you will eat. Excellence, you will eat. You will multiply. You will excel. You will be fruitful. Yes, you will wax great, exceedingly mighty. According to his promise, shall be well with you. The good of the land is available. O taste and see that the Lord is good. For surely his goodness and his mercy shall follow you. All the days of your life. Can we pray together? I want you to say this with me. Even those of you who are watching out there, everywhere, all over the world, say, There, Lord Jesus, I come before you this morning. Lord, I am sorry. I apologize because of my unbelief, my doubt, my fear. Most times, Lord, I believe the enemy instead of believing you most times lord i act in disobedience instead of being obedient lord most times i reject and ignore the process i reject and ignore the reason instead of having a reason to glorify you i want to glorify myself instead of following the process to be obedient and keep your status lord i go by my way lord i'm sorry have mercy. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me this morning. I'm coming back to you, Lord. I'm coming back to you, my Father. Take me as your own. Cleanse me. Wash me with your blood. Sanctify my heart, my spirit, my soul, my body let me be a vessel oh god and let me be that peculiar treasure that you desire of me thank you father in jesus mighty name amen amen hallelujah thank you lord if you're out there you're watching you've never given your life to the lord jesus that is what will cause you to become a peculiar treasure a peculiar people can we pray together this morning Say this with me, dear Lord Jesus, I come before you. I repent of all my sins. Forgive me, Lord. Have mercy upon me. Lord, I have labored on my own without you. But today I've heard your word. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord, my personal savior. I confess you as Lord over my life. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that God will raise you from the dead. Thank you for saving me in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer beloved, God richly bless you. You're a child of God. Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm going to pray for you. Simple and easy prayer this moment. Very simple and very easy because remember The process is for you to follow. And the reason is with the Lord. And he has all the reasons this morning. As you've just prayed and repented. He has all the reasons to bless you. Praise the Lord. And to meet you at the point of your need. And I'm going to pray simple prayer. And you won't believe what's going to happen to you. Mysterious things are going to happen to you. Strange, great and mighty things are going to happen to you. Just simple prayer. Stretch forth your hands to watch the screen right now as I pray with you there, Lord Jesus, glorify yourself as faithful God there, Lord Jesus, show forth your praises as faithful God there, Lord Jesus, magnify your word as an upright God and there, Lord Jesus, establish yourself according to your promise and your promises are true. Lord, heal everyone under the sound of my voice that is sick right now. Heal every man, every woman, even those that are unconscious right now under the sound of my voice, those who are experiencing partial stroke, partial blindness, deafness, dumbness, problem with your intestines, your organs, problem with your vessels, your body system, whatever it is that is troubling you. Sinus melt away. Cardiac arrest melt away. Kidney failure melt away. Whatever disease, liver problem melt away. Cancer disappear now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, it's not by might, It's not by power, but by your spirit, Spirit fear the Lord. Fulfill your plans and purpose upon your people so that the whole world will know that you are God. Not that the whole world will know that we have prayed. Not that the whole world will know that a man of God prayed for me. No. But that Lord, the whole world will know that you are upright according to the book of Psalm 89. The whole world will know that you are a good God according to the book of Luke. Lord, that the whole world will know that you are faithful according to the book of Galatians. Spirit of the living God will trust you. According to 2 Timothy, the whole world will know that you are true and you are faithful God. Father, heal every sickness and disease. Those that I have not mentioned that I don't even know. Lord, whatever brain problem, heart disease, intestine, your lung, your back, back pain, shoulder pain, shoulder blade, knee pain, whatever it is swelling on your body, make to away in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be Be healed in Jesus' name. Every problem in your life, Spiritual problem, financial need or financial problem, debt, I decree for debt cancellation right now in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, any problem in your marriage problem, one way or the other immigration problem, business problem, problem with the law. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you have problem with custom. The Lord said with custom, it has to do with custom border issue, custom. I don't know what it is spirit of the lord god almighty go ahead of that individual and lord help that individual and let your name be glorified every problem domestic problem personal national as well as international problem i release the power of the holy spirit the lord you intervene on behalf of your people that you help them to grow from glory to glory And they'll become mighty and mightier. And stronger and stronger. And they will prosper and increase. They will fruitful and exceedingly works great. In the name of Jesus. Spiritual battles. Battles in your dream. Demonic attack. Witchcraft covenant. Demonic covenant. Satanic covenant. There is a covenant that is greater than all of your covenant. And that is the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and that is the covenant that God made to mankind. I invoke that covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I break every covenant under the sound of my voice. I break every demonic covenant. I break every demonic marriage. I break every witchcraft covenant. I break every occultic covenant. I break every marriage spirit covenant. I break every demonic covenant. I break every covenant with fire spirit. Be broken. Be broken. Be broken. In you know name. Jesus Christ, Lord, I establish the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob upon our lives. I establish the covenant of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ upon our lives. I establish the covenant of the Holy Ghost upon our lives. That Father, there shall be shalom upon every life, nothing missing, nothing broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for divine provision, I pray for excellence, I pray, God Almighty. Lord, that you multiply us from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. You cause us to increase spiritually, financially, academically, numerically, holistically, in every area, cause us to triumph, cause us to increase, cause us to grow, cause us to multiply. Lord, cause us to work great, cause us to be fruitful, Cause us, oh God, to be very mighty in the name of Jesus. Cause us to overtake. Cause us to triumph. Oh, cause us to conquer the land in the name of Jesus. Lord, spiritually, you will cause us to triumph, you cause us to conquer, you cause us to overtake, you cause us to be victorious, that Lord we will take no no for an answer. God, we will take no no for sin. Lord, we will not bow down to the powers of the world, we will not bow down to the temptation of the wicked, we will not bow down to the manipulation of the kingdom of darkness, but uh, Lord we will triumph and spiritually we will excel. Prayerfully, you will excel. Prayerfully, we will triumph in righteousness, in holiness, in purity in sanctity, in the word, uh, in obedience, uh, Lord, in integrity, in faithfulness, in every area. It shall be one well with us in the name of Jesus.
1: Spirit of the living God full of on us. Spirit Of the living God for the fresh on, oh, Spirit of the living God for the fresh on of the living God for the fresh holdings. In the name
0: of the Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord for answering prayer. Thank you Lord for your faithfulness. Thank you Lord for that which you have done. We celebrate your faithfulness. We glorify you O God no one is so
1: higher than you
0: no one is so greater than you thank you lord for all that you have done in the name of the lord jesus we pray amen beloved god bless you god bless you god bless you amen what a wonderful moment please send us your testimonies out